Good to see you guys. It's like, oh, waiting for the next thing. Welcome. You guys, you glad to be here? Sounds like, hey, listen, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Not yet. Hey, I'm leading this thing here. All right. That's all right. Good to see you guys. You guys, uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I have a message I'm, I'm going to share with you, but I want to say uh, a couple of things. First of all, today we have our Growth Track 301. I want to encourage you, if you've not uh, taken that next step, this may be a great step for you to jump in on, and uh, you can jump in our Growth Track. You can jump in at any time, and uh, I want to encourage you to do that. Today we're going to help you to discover uh, your personality, your gifts, your passion, and how that connects to your your uh, future, your destiny. And so uh, if you want to be a part of that, that'll take place today after service. And then uh, we have our Christmas service that's just a few weeks away. Uh, I mean, it's literally just a few weeks away on uh, December the 18th, which will be the Sunday before Christmas. Uh, Sunday happens to be on a, I mean, Christmas happens to be on a Sunday this year, and we uh, do our service, Christmas service, our candlelight service the week before, and so that will be taking place on the 18th, so mark your calendars, Uh, invite as many people as you can, we have little invite cards that are out uh, in the uh, various spots out there in the tables, and so if you want to just grab as many of those little invite cards to invite people to come and be with us, that would be great. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, and so uh, that's going to be taking place, and then on Christmas Day, uh, we will not be this year having service, and so you spend it uh, as you wish, And uh, but we'll be... Uh, I'm sure enjoying each other, so family and that type of thing. All right, I want to get into today. I've been on a series called uh, Being Rich in What Matters Most, and I want to continue on in this series. I, As I've been studying about uh, this particular topic, there's been a, a lot of different things that have come to light, and I today, uh, as I was praying about this this message for this uh, series, uh, I mean, for this uh, day, uh, I, I have the title uh, that I think that every one of us need to understand, and it's called this, uh, I was made for this. I was made for this. We're, we're made for this. We're made for this. We're made to be rich, and we're going to discover why that is. And, uh, and so uh, I just want to go back and just recap for just a moment so that maybe if you weren't here, I wanted to kind of bring you up to speed as quickly as possible. The first sermon or first message that I spoke on was uh, news about being rich. And I gave some uh, the best news and the worst news. The best news is that we're rich. And the worst news is we're rich. And the reason is, is because with richness comes responsibility. And so we talked about all of that, and I'm not going to get back into that. The second week, we talked about the side effects, that there's side effects to being rich. And because we're rich, we need to watch and be careful of these different side effects that come with being rich. And uh, many people don't think they're rich, but when you compare yourself to the rest of the world, we are extremely rich. 
you know, uh, half of the population of the world out of the 7 billion plus people, half of the population of the world are living on $2 or less a day. Uh, One third of the population are living on a dollar a day. 80% of the population are living on $10 a day. So if you're making about $33,000 or above, you are among 1% of the world's population. We're rich. If you're making 80000 and above, you're, upon, you're uh, among the 0.1% of the world. And so we've been discovering that we truly are rich. And people look at their lives and they think, man, I'm not rich. The, the problem is, is that many of us consume all that we get in. As soon as we get it, we consume it. And even people consuming more than they, they make. And they do it through credit, credit cards, different things. And so you're, we're consuming, we're consuming, consuming. And therefore, we're called consumers. Isn't that, isn't that original? Isn't that awesome? And so, but we really, truly are rich. We have uh, multiple things. Uh, all the, you know, if we look over our, our, our possessions, we have multiple things of the same, the same thing, whether it be shoes or, or clothes. Or, yeah, I remember when I was growing up, I didn't have a whole lot. I didn't have, I, I considered myself poor back then, but as I reflect now and as I take into account everybody else that is doing without and living on really with nothing, and uh, I, I really had a whole lot more than I thought I had. Even though I remember back then when it was shameful and not uh, a popular, popular thing, I remember going to school with holes all over my clothes and everything, and I just, I, I felt, I, I felt ashamed because of the, the holes in my clothes. Now people, people go pay good money for that. <laughs> Isn't that right? Uh, and wearing my brother's shoes that were uh, much, uh, I mean, he's uh, about five years older than me and uh, much bigger than mine, and they were already worn out, and uh, here I am wearing them because mine were full of holes and that type of thing, and I and only had one pair. And so now you go in my closet, I have several pair. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're, we really are rich. And that's the point. And uh, honestly, God has no problem with us being rich. And we're going to see that in just a moment. And so we're made for this. And then next week I have our, uh, uh, a friend of ours, a pastor from Pennsylvania. Pastor's a, a, a successful, uh, growing church up there. And he's going to be speaking, and so that's, I'm looking forward to that. But 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, I want to start there. It says this, it says, Command those who are rich in the things of this life not to be proud. Now, it says to command those that are rich. So who's he commanding? Us. He's commanding us, okay? Whether we feel rich or not, we really are. Okay, we may not be rich uh, in comparison to maybe others, and, and every one of us have an, a different idea of what rich is. You know, we might, and I, I, I brought that out in the first message, we might think that rich is making 100000 a year, and those that have uh, said that and they got to 100000 now they are saying, well, maybe I'm not rich. Isn't that right? And so the line's always changing. And so where is that line for us? 
But it says, command those who are rich in the things of this life not to be proud, but to place their hope not in such uncertain things as riches, but in God who generously gives us everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. In this way, they will store up for themselves a treasure which will be a solid foundation for the future." Your, what you do with the things that you uh, get will affect your future. And then it goes on to say, and it says, and then they will be able to win the life which is true life. I like the way another translation says it. It says that they may experience true life. True life can be experienced by what we do with the riches that God has given us. Now, I want you to see there's seven things really quick. Just bring up that next slide. Seven things that I want to give you here that it tells us. It says, don't be proud. We can get full of pride in our riches if we don't watch it. And I don't want to get into all that because that's not what my message is about today. But it says seven things. Don't be proud. Number two, it says don't place your hope in such uncertain things as riches. And then, number three, it says, place your hope in God who generously gives us everything for our enjoyment. So it says, tells us what to do with our riches. And then it says, do good with them. And then it says, be rich in good works. It says, be generous and be ready to share with others. And so those, there's seven things that it says that we're to do with our riches. Now, notice this. Please, be observant. Let's look at it. Notice this that it does not say, don't be rich. It does not say, don't be rich, but it does say, be rich in what matters most. Make sure that you and I are being rich in what matters most. It's not the accumulation of the things that make us rich. It's literally what we do with the riches that we do accumulate that make us rich. And so I want you to see that God's not opposed to us being rich. He doesn't say, don't be rich. He says, just do something with what you are entrusted with. And honestly, the better that we are stewarding what God entrusts us with, the more that he will entrust to us. So 2 Corinthians 8, 9, I want you to see this. It says, you know that the, the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ... Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. And that doesn't mean we're all going to be millionaires. It just means that we're going to have more than enough to be able to do what he wants us to do. And and what's interesting there, that is stated there, is he says, and we'll talk about it, but it says here that he wants us to enjoy it. That this shouldn't be something that is not enjoyable, turning loose of things. It ought to be an enjoyment in taking these riches that God's given us and doing something impactful with them. It ought to be something that brings great joy in our life. And I want to help us out because I'm telling you, too many people are putting a limit on God who is unlimited and they're limiting God in their life. Let's take the limits off of God today. Can we? Okay, Ecclesiastes says this, Every man to whom God has given riches and possessions 
He is also given the power and the ability to enjoy them. I like that. So God has given us the ability and power to enjoy these riches. This is the gift of God to him. So if you're following along in, these, in the notes that are provided in your worship guide, there's a statement that I want to give you right now. That first statement is here. It says, because we have more and are rich, we will, we will enjoy giving more and doing more and all for his glory. I mean, obviously, we have a choice in the matter. It can be an enjoyment to us. Or it can be like the rich young ruler who went away sad and grieved in his heart because God says, I want you to give away what you have. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit because I think it has some things that we can learn from. But I want, to, I want us to talk about why did God make you and I rich if we're made for this, if we're made to be rich, if Christ died, he gave his life, he became poor that we might be made rich. If he did that, then why did he do that? That's a good question, right? And so I, want, I like asking questions, and then I like trying to find the answers to those questions that are, I'm asking. So here's the re- first reason I found in Scripture. It is to honor God. That we, through our riches, are able to honor God with those riches. God wants us to, first and foremost, to give Him glory with those riches, to honor Him with those riches. Amen? Amen. I know that you don't want me, don't like watching me do that, but I'm sorry. I want you to see Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, very powerful scripture. I want to give it to you. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first and the best part of your income. He says, take, take the, and that's called the tithe, take your tithe and honor me with the first tenth. Honor me with it. He says, the reason I give you riches, or one of the reasons, not only, but one of the reasons I give you, I give you uh, wealth and riches is so that you can honor me with it. It brings honor to God when we take it and we return it back to him. When we honor God with it, it brings honor to him. Amazing, amazing thing that we could do with our riches. First and foremost, if we truly want to to give glory to God and honor God, I would say, and I would encourage you, is to take your first tenth, not only of your finances, but your day of your week, and honor God with it. You know, that's what we're doing today. We're coming together. Today is the first day of the week. We honor God with that first day. It's called the Sabbath. We give it to God and we honor God with this day. And that's why we're here today, is to honor God in this way. We could do that with our finances. Give him the first tenth of all of our increase and give it to him and honor him with that. The word tithe means the first tenth, not a tenth, the first tenth. And then we do it as a church. We do this at the beginning of the year. We're going to take, uh, the first, not the first 21 days, but right at the, uh, in January, the first month of the year, we're going to take 21 days, and we're going to dedicate that to God through 21 days of prayer and fasting. 
And we do that every year to honor God and commit the year to Him and seek Him and just, just, Lord, it's yours. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours. We want what you want. And I've said this before, that God can take more, He can do more with the 90% that is left over than you can do with the 100% that you have. God can take more and do more with that 90%. By the way, just in case you do not know this, God's not limited to these natural laws here on this earth. He's got supernatural ability to be able to increase and take five loaves and two fish and feed thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Whatever's placed in his hands, he can take it and increase it. It may come in a variety of different ways, but we just need to know that God can do that. The other day, last Saturday, is interesting. Last Saturday, uh, we, were, we were going and get, getting some last-minute stuff for the decorating of, the, of Christmas, uh, uh, for you know, the decorations of Christmas, and we went to uh, Hobby Lobby on Saturday. How many like Hobby Lobby? Oh, my wife loves Hobby Lobby. And here we go, we go to Hobby Lobby, minding our own business, looking around, doing, you know, shopping, looking, and all of a sudden we look up and there's Debbie and her daughter. Hey, what's going on, you know? And so Debbie and her daughter are there and they're doing some shopping and we're sitting there talking, and Hobby Lobby's a big store, right? And so we're sitting there talking and all of a sudden there comes Jacob with arm full of stuff walking up. <laughs> It's like, hey, cool, what's going on? So, you know, we all said hi, and there's Jacob. And all, around the corner, there comes Ray and Alicia. <laughs> we were having church at the Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Jesus, we love you. Yes. And I'm telling you, probably, I, I've, I, and we made four trips last week. We made one this week. And so we've been there several times, just little stuff, grabbing some little stuff here and there. Hobby Lobby is busy all the time. All the time. All the time, all the time. And it's crazy. And I got to thinking, they honor the Sabbath. They honor God with their riches. They are closed on Sunday and they honor God with the Sabbath. Amen. Which led, led me to think about someone else that does that. And that's Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yes. Now I'm not a Chick-fil-A fan. I don't eat that food. It's just not something I like. But man, you go by their place. Their place always has a line. Always a line to get in Chick-fil-A. And, and I'm just telling you that God takes the 90%... And he does so much more than what they could do with the 100%. I, what is the, I mean, just the, the, the odds of four different families from one church meeting in one aisle in a big store like that at one, at one time. The odds are, are great. And, but God 
is wonderful. He's, he's just blessing. Amen? So when we honor God, it also brings blessing on us. I'll just go read this to you, and we'll, we'll just, I just want you to see this. Listen, God's not trying to get stuff from us. He's trying to get stuff to us. It's tough. I know. It's tough to trust God with even the first tenth. But I'm going to tell you that God's commanding and has commanded us to trust him with every bit of our life. It's not, one, it's not 10%. It's 100% of our income, 100% of our time, 100% of our life. Everything needs to be honoring God. Whatever we do, we do uh, to, for his glory. Does that help a brother? Does it help a sister out? In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, it says, For those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise, ignore, disregard, or neglect me shall be lightly esteemed. God honors those that honor him. I want you to see this in Proverbs 3. I, I, I shared Proverbs 3, 9, but I'm going to give you Proverbs 3, 10. It says, first of all, 9 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and the best part of your income. Look at verse 10. It says, so shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. People say, man, I see God wants me drinking some alcohol. No. I got to thinking about that. In in scripture, uh, it, it the the word the wine there is also reference to the Holy Spirit, and and God will God will keep us just constantly renewed and and anointed in life to even earn money or to to for favor and to find deals and in whatever needs to take place in our life. Man, if I didn't share anything else in this message, please don't resist. Don't disregard. Don't do these different things. God will honor those that honor him. Amen. Amen. So I'm going I'm to give you the second reason because this is, I, I tell you, this is so important. Not only does God give us riches to honor him, but he also gives us riches to honor others. Do you know that you can take your resources, your riches, your finances and honor people with them? Yeah. I mean, God wants us, he wants us to make a huge impact in and through our lives. He wants us to, uh, he, uh, matter of fact, this whole series, this series is not something that I, uh, it's been something I've been wanting to preach for years. I've I heard a series done by Pastor Andy Stanley in North Point uh, Church in Atlanta, Georgia. And, he's, and, and they do this every year. They do a series, and it's all around, and they call theirs Be Rich. And it's, it's just a, a series, and what they'll do is they will give opportunity for every... We're not going to do this, but we're, and we might in the future, but they give all their people opportunity to give towards a one-time huge offering that they disperse among the community to different organizations that are doing something tremendous in the, in the community. And every year, because of the generosity of the people, they are impacting millions. Well, I say millions. They're impacting tons and tons of people with millions of dollars. They give Every year, millions of dollars are, is given towards this. It, that is tremendous. I go to a conference every year. And uh, this conference costs $40, I believe, 
for, uh, for me. And uh, it's, it's $40 to go to the conference. And it's a, a day, really not even a day and a half. Uh, go, uh, it starts about 1 o'clock at, on a Thursday and ends at 3 o'clock on, uh, on a uh, Friday. And so it's just a quick, quick trip. Uh, that evening, on the Thursday night evening, they will, they will just bring us in and treat us to, if we ate, I don't eat steak, but they have steak or chicken, I always choose chicken, and they'll have, they'll have steak and this, this whole dinner that they just honor pastors with. Just honor pastors. And one of the reasons why he, he does that is because he, he destroyed a church. And, uh, and one of the things that he, he said, uh, well, that's not the reason that he does that, but one of the, during the pastoring of that church, that he just didn't have any money. He said people uh, uh, supported him on a love offering basis, and uh, they loved him, and, and they kept offering. <laughs> I thought it was funny when he said it, but... <laughs> so anyway... So he would, he'd have to go to, uh, to the bookstore and read leadership books at the bookstore, and he'd make several trips there and read the book until he finally got done. And so throughout this conference, not only... And he, he said that he couldn't even afford to go out to eat after church, and so you know when somebody invited him, he was like, yeah, and I'm hoping they pay, you know, type thing. And so anyway, that's why they provide the meal. And... Uh, and so they, they do this, and every, every year they'll give away probably six to eight books throughout that conference. So even the books in the mill is more than $40. Yeah. But every year, every year they go far beyond that. For the senior pastors, they'll, like, they've given me a couple of iPads. They've given me a, a projector. They've given me... Uh, this year was what was it called? An echo. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's it's a gadget. You can tell it what to do. I hadn't even unboxed it yet. That's how rich I am. Uh, I hadn't even unboxed it. Uh, I'm gonna get to it. Just been busy, but uh, just I mean hundreds of dollars every time. I mean it's usually several hundred dollars. They gave me an iWatch last year, and uh, they just they just honor people. And I say all that to say this, is that God wants to use your wealth to be a blessing to others. He wants you to honor people. You can honor people with the way that you give, and it will, be, it will bring blessings back on your life. Romans 12 verse uh, 9 says this, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Let me just make one more comment. It's, it doesn't always have to be in your giving. It can be in your serving. It can be in... And I thought of somebody that, man, I, I've not one time ever heard a hesitation from him when I've called on him, and that's Jimmy. I've called on him lately for several, several reasons. And man, I tell you, he's just, 
he pulls up his sleeves and he's just ready to go. And, and there's others, many others, I, I want to always honor and give honor to honors do. And, but I was just thinking about him specifically. Uh, particularly, and I know I'm not the only one. I know that there's many of you that he's helped and blessed. And, and just, uh, so you, we honor others by what God has given us. Some of you got gifts and talents that is a blessing to others. Oh my gosh. And I know I, 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 I hesitate even naming names because I know that there's others that do so much and, and thank you so much. But God, he, he created us to be a blessing to others. Let me give you the last thought real quick and that's this. Why did God make you and I rich to honor others and then lastly to honor ourselves? You do yourself a dishonor by being stingy. You hold back what God wants to get to you. The Bible says that, that uh, we, even with our tithe, the Bible says that uh, we, we rob God through our tithe, hold, withholding our tithe. And I believe one of the ways that we rob God is we rob God the opportunity to bring blessing into our lives. I believe that we, hold, we tie his hands back and we hold him from doing that. In, in our lives. And so understand that anytime God wants and takes and calls us to do uh, things with our time, our talent, our treasures, and being a blessing to others, it also comes back into our lives. And, and, and so we need to honor ourselves. Make sure that you're doing it so that God can bring blessing back in your life. Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25, it says, Those who give generously receive more, but those who are stingy with what is appropriate will grow needy. Generous persons will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Isn't that good? I was thinking about, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about... Uh, Dodie Osteen, I don't know if you know who she is, and she's uh, Joel Osteen's mom, and, and I think she's pushing 90 now, I think, somewhere around there. Uh, and, and years and years ago, she uh, uh, was diagnosed with cancer, and it was late stages, and they had only given her a couple of weeks to live. And, uh, and she purposed a few things. One, she was going to get the Word of God in her heart, and she just, she got God's word and everywhere it said anything about healing, she, she started focusing it, spe- speaking on it. And then the second thing that she did is she forgave everybody. And she asked everybody that, she asked family, please forgive her. And she forgave everybody. And she just wanted to make sure her heart was pure. And the third thing that she purposed to do, even though she had, I think, gotten down into 80s, like she was 80-something pounds or something like that, you can YouTube it and, and find it and hear her testimony. It's only a few minutes long. I listened to it this past week. And um, the third thing that she purposed to do is to go pray for those that were sick, even though she was given just a couple of weeks to live. And she started, and still from that day to this day, she still will pray for the sick. And she's constantly praying. If you, I mean, she, you could probably call up there and ask her, uh, or ask uh, the ministry to have her call you and pray for you. She probably would do it. And so, but uh, she, she, God miraculously healed her. Miraculously healed her. 
He who refreshes others themselves will be refreshed. The worst thing that you can do with your life is be stingy. The worst thing that you could do with your life is to think about yourself. The best thing that you can do is to think about others. And by doing that, you do honor yourself. God will bring it back to you. I was told a testimony this morning about, uh, I was talking about this last week, and, and uh, uh, there's, and, uh, you know, there's a, a, a lady in our church, and, and she said that she was down to her last 26 bucks, didn't know uh, what she was going to do with some bills, but she really felt uh, to, to give that last $26, came up here and asked Vicky to pray with her, and, and she gave her last $26, and, and, uh, and then just uh, the next day or days later, uh, uh, unexpected $500 came in. And uh, just God just increases us, and he does that. Now, it's not a one, it's not super, you know, it's, 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 there's principles that will work if you will work those principles in your life. They will work if you work them, okay? And I believe in sowing and reaping. I believe that what we sow, we reap, and, and I'm constantly thinking about how I'm sowing, I'm sowing my even my attitude, my life, my, my resources. And because why? Because I know if I will honor God in doing that, that God's, I'm going to see it uh, be brought back in my life. Amen. Amen? Amen? And let me just share one more thought, and then I close with this. And this is uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 22. It's the rich young ruler. Uh, he, say, he came to Jesus said, what must I do to be saved? Jesus gave him a list of things uh, listed in the law. And, and then he says, I've done all these things. And then he says, one more thing you lack is go sell what you have and give it to the poor. And I pick up in verse 22. It says, then the man's face fell. When Jesus told them that, he, his face fell and he went sadly away, went away uh, grieving and sorrowful for he, had very, he was very rich. Jesus watched him go, then turned around and said to his disciples, it's almost impossible for the rich to get into the kingdom of heaven. This amazed and astonished them, mainly because the Jewish people are rich and they're wealthy, and so it just astonished them. And, and so then Jesus said, said it again, Dear children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? He says, I, you know, he's not opposed to us having riches, but he's opposed to us trusting in riches. And that's what I read also in Timothy earlier, that it says to command those not to trust in riches. And so, so notice here that he went away sad. And then Jesus began to explain. He says, had he stuck around, he would have, and he would have done what I've told him to do, he would have had all these different things come back in his life. There's not anybody that have done this for, and for, the, for me and for the Gospels that would not have all these things returned back to them. And what's interesting about this is that there are scholars that uh, said that this rich young ruler was being, uh, he was being considered as a replacement for Judas. And uh, he walked away and... He may and did, may have, I mean, if that is true, then he missed an opportunity of a lifetime. He did himself a dishonorable thing. And so today, what I'm saying to you 
is that we can take the riches that God has given us in our time and our talent and whatever it is, and we can honor God with it, we can honor others with it, and we can honor ourselves with it. And by doing that, we are truly being rich in what matters most. Amen? Got it? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for today. Thank you, Lord God, for revealing to us the truths of your word, helping us, Lord God, to lead a life that is uh, pleasing to you. And God, I just, I just thank you for that. I thank you, Lord God, that uh, I thank you, Lord, that uh, you've you've given us all things richly to enjoy, and that you have blessed us with all riches, all blessings, Lord, in heavenly places. Help us to be good stewards of our lives, the things that you've given us, and we just honor you for that. In the name of Jesus.